6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. All right. If you've ever dealt with foot pain, you know it can be a real pain in the... You know what? Uh, foot pain is a real pain, and that's what we're going to dive into this afternoon with Grant Fedorik from Leading Edge Physiotherapy. Hey, Grant. Hey, Jalen. How are you this uh, beautiful day? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. My feet aren't hurting, so that's a good thing. But I have had feet pain before or foot pain before. How often do you deal with this? Well, me personally, no, like all like the time. The so that's why I thought we would talk about it. My feet. Now I'll tell you, I'm a physio, and the, my when my feet hurt, it's the first thing I think of as soon as I get out of bed, and the last thing I think of before I go to bed at night. So, but we see a lot of it absolutely yeah. in the clinic, and uh, I think we're seeing a ton of it this summer because people are doing a lot which is fantastic but uh, i thought we would talk about it because i'm sure although there's a lot of topics out there uh that are i don't know i guess more sexy than the feet um <laughs> but when they hurt i'll tell you it's, there's no getting away from it it is a giant pain in the feet yes <laughs> one of the one of the ones that i hear about often and i know it can be you know just excruciatingly painful is um, plantar fasciitis and um and and i i know the treatment for this has changed dramatically over the past couple of decades really um, and it is treatable mm-hmm. now which is which is really good news but what is it to begin with yeah it's a it's a stubborn one for for a lot of people especially especially the ones that are more chronic but essentially what it is is a tear or small little tears in the fascia at the bottom of the foot so just as it sounds plantar is the bottom of the foot it's the plantar aspect fasciitis or the plantar fascia rises from the bottom of your heel bone and spreads out over to over the toes and essentially the plantar fascia it doesn't have a big role to play it really just kind of holds things where they're supposed to be very minimal structural role but i'll tell you when it's got inflammation and when there's inflammation there you'll know it because first thing in the morning when you get out of bed extremely painful every time you've been sitting for a little while and you get up extremely painful and then as soon as you're walking for a little while or if you're on your feet and you're moving it kind of gets a little bit easier and then as soon as you sit down it goes away and then as soon as you stand up boom there it is right underneath the heel feels like you're getting stabbed underneath there and it can be really uh, way more than annoying it can hobble people up pretty good so it's uh it's one if you've got we treat it successfully all the time which is really really great news now the the treatment for it i mean hopefully it doesn't hurt like the like the 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 injury does Yeah, no, um, quite, quite when they're acute. So this is the thing about, and without getting into a, uh, you know, a lecture to people about the internet, I can tell you when it comes to plantar fasciitis, as somebody who's literally dealt with it for over 20 years, my mom had it when I was in school and was very, was struggled with it. So I've got a, I've got a real interest in it because it was with her and I that we kind of solved and came up with this uh, protocol that was successful and finally got rid of hers. Um, I can tell you that there is a ton of wrong information out there on the internet because it's like do this without taking into an account into account your foot, your uh, particular situation. Situation is it acute? Is it chronic? Is it in, infl- in the inflammation stage or the scarring stage? It depends on the 
plantar fasciitis, then the treatment needs to be structured accordingly. Mm. So you do the wrong exercise you see on YouTube, like hanging off of a stair. So somebody, they, they show this all the time where if you just hang off of a stair, kind of like you're doing a calf raise, but you just let that stretch. I'll tell you, if you do that with an acute plantar fasciitis, you're part of the reason it's not getting better. And yet it's one of the number one things you'll come up with when you go searching for it on the internet. So beware of the YouTube treatment for plantar fasciitis. All right. Um, I didn't know about Morton's neuroma until I dealt with Morton's mm-hmm. neuroma. And I know that I've had yep. a lot of listeners text in about Morton's neuroma, wondering what the heck it is. And it's and it's tough. I mean, you want to get it removed. Um, you want to get it removed. But, you know, the wait list for, you know, foot surgery is epically long. But what yep. what is it and why does it hurt so much? Well, because, you know, the nerves, and in particularly in the feet, so Morton's neuroma essentially is, it, it'll start with just what we call capsulitis or inflammation at the front of your forefoot. So right under your the ball of your foot, and particularly around the heads of two of the metatarsal bones, most commonly will kind of start this process. And essentially what will happen over a period of time is your body will start to try to solve it and it creates scar tissue. And if that scar tissue forms around the nerve, the plantar digital nerves in around your foot there's a you can form a neuroma which is inflammation and scarring on the nerve itself and I'll tell you if anybody's you know if you get a little cut on your hip or your back or Mm. somewhere in there you don't really notice it but I'll tell you you get a cut on your toe or your foot you know it for sure you've got a high density those nerves are meant to be very very uh uh, they're supposed to tell you a lot of information in your fingers and your toes and so unfortunately when you get inflammation and scarring on that nerve it can be very painful and, and in fact can get people I've seen people in boots as a result you catch these early when it's just pain in your forefoot and you deal with it and that means structurally like with orthotics for instance by getting the foot to function properly and reducing the inflammation and scar tissue as it forms they never go on to become a neuroma and so it's really important with any foot problem but especially with this one pain at the front of the foot that you get it addressed early so you don't go on to have this neuroma is a uh, flat feet is that still a big issue i remember growing up and, and hearing about mm-hmm. it and having you know special insoles and that sort of stuff put in is that is that something that's still causing grief for people yeah so you, there's you know there's essentially you've got this um, flat foot, neutral foot, and uh, high arches. Yeah. Those are the three, just I'm being very, very generic for people listening on, on the show. There's obviously more subsets of each of those. Why is the foot flat? Is it a result of mm-hmm. forefoot overpronation or heel, hind foot? Nonetheless, you've got a foot that, you know, if you're walking on the beach and it looks like a pancake is landing on the beach, <laughs> you've got a flat foot. And if you've got, if you walk on the beach and all you see is the toes and the heel, you got a high arch. Otherwise, you should see this kind of nice, you've seen everybody's seen those footprints in the sand it's that beautiful foot not everybody's got those beautiful feet and unfortunately with flat feet what can happen is the 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 ligaments of the foot uh, are very loose you've got this loose bag of bones so the foot's very inefficient it's quite resilient but over a long period of time as it breaks down that inefficiency and that breakdown leads to all kinds of problems in even even in the knees as an example we've talked about patellofemoral syndrome where the knee's not tracking, kneecap's not tracking properly, that can even be a result of having a flat foot because it puts that stress on the kneecap as as the foot kind of caves inward. High arches are give us a different problem. You've got a really efficient foot, but those joints are so rigid <laughs> that they transmit 
all the energy up through the leg and and the foot's really not very resilient so these are your usually your runners your fast fast runners are going to have higher arches and your long distance runners the ones that can survive long long distances are going to have flat feet hmm. both both carry their own problems if you're a high arched person you know, really, you want to get your foot into a really cushioning shoe. And we won't get into all that we've talked about footwear before. And it mm-hmm. is very important to have the right footwear for the right foot. But if you have a flat foot, you need a control shoe and orthotics are usually called for, especially if you're having foot problems, knee problems, or something in the lower kinetic chain. But not every single person who walks through our door with a foot problem needs orthotics, nor mm-hmm. should they and not every person who has flat feet. I know there are probably some people that are saying, Oh, come on. They don't. Not every person with with an overpronated foot needs orthotics. Sometimes, in fact, some exercises for the foot can actually give them good function over time. Well, as we get a bit older, things can start to hurt a little bit more. And you might be wondering what the heck is going on. And that is why we have this segment. It's Fit After 40 with Grant Fedorak. Uh, Just giving you a heads up on maybe some of the things that are happening in your body, some of the symptoms, maybe what to be aware of, what to do, what not to do, and to know that there is treatment available for you, Grant Fedork, of course, from Leading Edge Physiotherapy, their website, leadingedgephysio.com, a great source of information. Grant, someone texted in and said, can you ask Grant, please, about gout? Gout in the big toe and the ankle. Yeah, so gout is a form of arthritis and it's a buildup of uh, uric acid and essentially what can happen, unfortunately, if you're facing gout is you really do need to manage that. It's an inflammatory response and so your family doctor should work with you on a few things. Diet is certainly a big one because there are certain triggers for gout. No, it's not wives' tales. It actually does Mm. exist. Usually uh, alcohol. People always want to blame red wine, but it's all alcohol. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> they want to blame beer and red wine, but really it's alcohol is, is going <laughs> to contribute to it. So you do need to limit, if not dis, you know discontinue it. There's certain types of foods that will also play a role. So you do want to spend some time looking at your overall well-being in order to manage gout. And then there are some uh, management, t- management medications like anti-inflammatories that can play a role. What can we do? We I've helped patients with gout, especially if they're in that acute, really hot phase, because we've got certain things that we can do to help reduce the inflammation, but without using it in conjunction with an overall approach to your health and well-being, obviously yeah. with changes in diet and uh, and some medical management, then really it'll be an incomplete res- resolution. But it is very painful, yeah. especially in the ba- big toe. It can happen in the knee. It's usually the small joints, though, and it's usually the most painful when you get it in the big uh, toe. Oh boy, oh boy. Okay, before we run out of time, we have about two minutes and this is a big topic. So Grant, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to do this to you, but neuropathy, like foot neuropathy, Mm -hmm. and I I know oftentimes diabetic, um, Mm -hmm. there can be real issues around that, but this is, this is a big deal for a lot of folks. Yeah, and neuropathy is such a broad term. So you got it. Two minutes is tough. But essentially, (laughs) neuropathy is just a word that says the nerves aren't well. So where is that coming from? Neuropathic and neuropathic pain and neuropathy can come from a lot of different areas. Can be systemic, like you described. It can occur as a result of things like diabetes. Can it result as it can come from treatments? Chemotherapy is a good example. People get will get distal neuropathy as a result of chemo and some types of radiation therapy. So if you've 
got numbness, tingling, and that kind of discomfort usually, and and most people will complain about it the most when it occurs in their feet and hands. Um, there are management techniques for it. We do know how to manage it using a combination of acupuncture, uh, laser. Yes, that can make a difference as a matter of fact, and other things, including certain types of exercise to help to alleviate that discomfort. So if you've got it, we've got to know where it's coming from, or we've got to try to find out its source so we can also deal with that if we can. Boy, oh boy, we just touched on the, uh, the <laughs> just the tiny part. There's so many issues yeah. with uh, with feet uh, that, that can happen, but, um, you know, we, we touched on some of the big ones here this afternoon. Again, I'm going to urge people to go to leadingedgephysio.com. Don't wait if you're hurting. Go see Grant and the team over there. Anything else you want to make sure that folks know, Grant? No, I certainly reach out. Like, information is what, information is healing in itself. So yeah. if you're not sure, that's what we're, I think we're best at is sitting down and giving people a real understanding of what is going on and then taking them through the solutions. But certainly knowing what's going on and getting that information is going to be the most important. Our website's full and it's all original. It's all written from me. Uh, I've been putting that information out so that people understand where, where what's wrong and what's going on from 21 years of yeah. practice in this field. Yeah, and there's a link on there. It says, ask the physio, ask the question, hit send. Yeah. There you go, Grant. Always great to hear from you. We'll talk to you next month. Absolutely. You take care, Jalen. Yeah, Grant Fedoric, Leading Edge Physiotherapy. It's fit after 40.